Hi everyone, it's Adam here. Before we start this episode, I just want to give you a heads up that this conversation deals with anxiety, depression, and Armageddon and doomsday fears that come from a religious background, which may be distressing to some listeners. If you find yourself struggling with your mental health, please reach out to someone. Lifeline Australia can be reached on 13 11 14 or online at www.lifeline.org.au. Okay, welcome back everyone to episode 7. Um, we're getting closer now to 10 episodes than zero episodes, so that's exciting. Very exciting, yeah. <laughs> um, and this week, once again, just a quick reminder, we're doing podcast weekly, if you didn't know. Um, so just keep an eye out every Saturday for a new episode. But yeah, this week, last week, we kind of jumped forward a little bit in our relationship because we were talking about aesthetics and the difference between how we communicated uh, when we first started putting an apartment together to when we moved apartments and we were putting our second one together, how our communication around what we wanted and how our aesthetics had the two of them come together a bit more. Yeah, how we'd sort of not we'd compromised found- because, like you said last episode, compromise is sort of where no one's happy. Um, um, we'd found a middle ground. We definitely... We, we were both happy with, yeah. We both gave a little bit, but not enough to make us unhappy. We mm. grew together, I feel, is a good yeah. way to put it. And now we very much know the style that oh, we both definitely. jointly like, and it's yeah. really easy. Super easy. Yeah, which so is so good. nice, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this week we're kind of going... We're taking it back a bit more again. Um, so we've set up our apartment and... Um, the first one, yeah. We're properly living together um, and the kind of challenges that came with that because... Um, I've always struggled a little bit with my mental health, but never really understood what that meant because I'd never had anyone to really support me in that journey. Not, not in the way Adam does anyway. Um, in this, not someone who could not understand, but just be patient with me. And you had never lived out of home before. So it was kind of that challenge of learning how to be an adult and what responsibilities came with having a house and, Mm. Like, I remember you not having any idea of how to set up the gas or... Yeah, not a clue. Yeah. It was just an interesting time. This one, I, Adam was saying before, he would probably prefer if I kind of take the lead because I was struggling so much with my mental health at the time. Yeah. Um, and no one, no one knows their own struggle better than themselves. Mm. Um, so, so even be- now, I don't feel comfortable telling other people what you went through. Mm. So this is why I'm going to sort of take a step back in this episode and let you really drive the conversation here. Yeah. Um, But I think also in the same way that the England episode went, I think it's really interesting because once again, we haven't really talked about those early days of our relationship all that much. So it's nice for me to hear your perspective too, because I feel like it, it kind of makes me understand more as I continue to struggle with my mental health, where you're coming from Mm. sometimes. But um, I think for you, it was quite shocking because I, I I withdrew very quickly. Like, and it wasn't, it wasn't um, so much, well, it was a reflection on you, but not a negative one. I think it's a strong reflection on, even though, you know, we were still going through some teething problems at this early stage in our relationship. I felt safe enough and comfortable enough with you to kind of, not have to put on a brave face for mm. you. Like I, I, I was really raw with my struggles with you. I didn't really know how to communicate them yet. Cause I, at this point I hadn't really done much research or self help or really even knew what anxiety or depression really was. <laughs> so I think it was quite jarring. Um, just as like a little bit of background, I was raised 
in a very conservative Christian family who do believe very strongly in the coming of Armageddon. Um, and when when you're leaving something like that and reevaluating your beliefs, um, that doomsday anxiety is a real thing. And I think a strong belief that I had was that nothing I I did or thought or felt was important because it didn't matter um, because I was I was going to be smited in the end anyway and you know that could happen at any point um so i i could be yeah it's hard to explain for people who haven't experienced it and and even even now i still don't fully understand yeah we've been together four years and i've watched you go through this yeah i still struggle to understand the anxiety behind that Mm. um and while I don't experience it as anxiety as much anymore, there's still sometimes I feel like that self-limiting belief is still there. Um, I was taught that I would never die, basically, is what I was raised to believe. I was raised to believe that um, if I did the right thing, I'd make it through again and I'd get to live forever. I'd never, I'd never die. I'd never experience that. So I think a lot of what I was going through and what I had been going through when I first met Adam, but what I hadn't allowed myself to feel was that extreme fear, that that realisation of my mortality, that I wasn't going to live forever, whether it was because I died at Armageddon because I was evil and a sinner, <laughs> or whether it was just because I died of old age after a life. Um, it was not something that I had ever, ever had to face, which for people who aren't raised like that, um, who had known that they're going to die their whole life, I don't, I don't think that that's something that is super relatable. Mm. Um, um, if I may. Yeah. Um, when you're a kid, speaking from my own experience, um, when you're a kid, you, you don't notice, you don't realise your own mortality. It's not something that comes up. People don't talk to you about that. Mm. Um, but in your case, it sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that people told you the exact opposite. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, I think... From what I've talked to a few different people, like when you're a kid and you're not told you're not going to die, you're aware that death's there, but it's just a long way away and it's, yeah. it's not going to affect you. You yeah. don't think about it yeah. until, I don't know, I think for me it was around about 16, 17, mm. maybe 18, um, where I realised, like, oh, oh, okay, that's a thing that's going to happen one day, sweet. How do I make myself okay with that? Mm. <laughs> Whereas for you, it kind of sounds like, just to put it in really basic terms, if please stop me if I'm minimizing it for you. Um, but it sort of sounds like you're, you both have to come to terms with your own mortality and come to terms with the fact that your beliefs are completely contrary to what you've been told your entire life. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't even think I knew what I believed at the time. Um, I think, I think in a lot of ways I did still believe a lot of what I was taught, which is where the anxiety came from. Mm. My belief was that the reason I wasn't going to make it through Armageddon was because I wasn't strong enough or good enough to be the person that they wanted me to be. They weren't the problem. I was the problem. I wasn't the right kind of person. God didn't want me. Um, And I think that's where a lot of it came from as Mm. well. Um, Yeah, it was that strong belief that I just wasn't good enough, Mm -hmm. Um, that there was something in me that God didn't want and that's why it was so hard um and why I had to go because I knew I couldn't do it yeah um and the anxiety again I mean talking about that decision paralysis and that being that highly objective 
there was always that strong fear that I'd made the wrong decision that I should have that. Yeah. You know, it's just, just a circle, just around and around of just anxiousness and just, I mean, I'm so much more articulate about explaining it now than I would have been back then. Um, back then it was just insomnia, just constantly just lots of tears. Yeah. Just breaking down in tears for no reason. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I, I said to Adam before we started talking about this, cause we went over whether or not I even wanted to talk about it. Um, I said, you know, you probably remember a lot more of what I was like than I do. Cause I think I was in that fight or flight mode and, um, I still, after everything I'd been through and, um, I, I actually, now that I'm in a karma state of mind, don't really remember it. Like, I'm actually starting to feel a little bit of that anxiousness now talking about it. Yeah, I can but, see it on your face. But not because I'm still believing any of that. I think it's just my body remembering what that felt like. But how is it challenging for you? Because, like, I can sit here and talk about my anxiety all day. And for people who do suffer from that, and if you would like me to talk more about overcoming it, I, we probably will because it is something that fascinates me and I think that needs to be talked about more. But And it's something that we've actually dealt with pretty much our entire relationship yeah um, um but i think that kind of anxiety i think what i'm interested in now that people can kind of understand what i was going through in my head just kind of unpacking some of that yeah. um none of my ill mental health was coming from our relationship it was from external issues or, or internal in me if you want to call it that but um i want to know what your perspective of how i was at that time like you're saying it was terrifying um and you weren't someone who'd been really exposed to that kind of mental health issues before no, either. No, so. never. Um, I've had a couple friends with depression, mm. um, and that's difficult, but I know how to, knew how to stand by them. Um, I've, I'd never really experienced someone that I was romantically involved with um, having those feelings. Um, so, I don't know, I guess the hardest thing for me was not knowing what to do. Um, because I'm the kind of person and I still am, I don't know how to not help. Um, (laughs) that, that's all I want to do is when someone's upset, I just want to make things better. I want to do something to make it better. Um, and in that situation, there was absolutely no, nothing, no way that I could make it better. All I needed to do was just be there and just let you feel what you were feeling and just be there to pick you up after sort of you've, you collapsed. Mm. Um, and I remember <laughs> very much just being so overwhelmed with mm. the whole, the whole thing. Um, it really showed me how much I loved you mm. because I did think about leaving at one point and I'm like, I can't deal with this. This is so much. That's interesting. You have said that to me. No, I haven't. Um, because I don't think I actually have properly thought about it before now. Mm. Um, I definitely haven't thought about it in the last year or two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, I did think about leaving and I decided that you were worth it. (laughs) Because, um, I could see the kind of person that you wanted to become. Mm. And, you know, at the moment you still are becoming, we're always working on ourselves. And this is actually a conversation we had yesterday was if you look back at the person you were when we met and compare it to the person that you are today, Mm. 
are you proud of your progress? Because I don't think I've ever been prouder of anyone in my entire life. Oh, that's so nice. Um, Just a bit of a context with that. I'm turning 25 in less than a month (laughs) and I am having a bit of a quarter life crisis about what I've achieved so far. (laughs) And uh, that just is really lovely. Thank you. I'm tearing up a little bit. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All the feels of the the TaylorMade podcast. (laughs) I don't know. I just, back then, I wish that I knew then what I know now Mm. because back then all I wanted to do was do things and there was nothing I could do. That Mm. was the scariest part. Like Mm. I didn't know if I was going to go to uni one day and then I'd come home and you'd just be gone. Mm. Like I didn't know what you were going to do because you were so not unstable, but so frantic most Mm. of the time. Mm. Frantic is a really good word. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I I just didn't know what was going to happen from day to day. And as you now know, I'm really bad with uncertainty. Um, I like to know what's going to happen from day to day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of, that's where I was coming from. Mm. I, like I said, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to deal with that. I'd never experienced it before. I'm trying to remember if I got frustrated. You used to get frustrated when I shut down. Yeah. When I got to a point where it was just complete overwhelm, what I would do would be, Sometimes we'd have an argument or sometimes you'd be trying to ask me what was wrong and I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. And I, what, what I'd yeah. do is I'd go into bed and I'd curl up in bed because I just couldn't, I could not function anymore. Like I was, I wish there was a stronger word than overwhelm because that it's stronger than overwhelm. It's, it's a complete and a, total shutdown, a complete consumption of my body. Yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't just my brain. It was my whole body. Like. Um, it's like when you get the flu and like for me, when I get the flu, my hands are always so sore. It was like that, except my hands were numb. Like I couldn't feel my body. I couldn't feel anything. I was just complete sensory overload, which later on I now realize is also from just sensory overload. I was trying to pack a lot into my life at that point as well. Um, we had people in the house all the time, Mm. um, because we love having people that we love around. We love having an open door policy, but I don't think we'd quite understood yet how we needed to function and how I needed to recover yeah. from, from being around even people that we love. Um, and you just needed that time to yeah. be in a safe place and just unpack by yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to this day, like I still get it wrong sometimes <laughs> when you're upset and I'm like, what's wrong? What can I do to fix it? And you're like, nothing. I just want to cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily now I'm much better at articulating yeah. that. Um, but I think, uh, that's a really good kind of lead in just talking about that frame of mind that we were in and what we were going through is actually a really good lead into, um, how we got engaged Yeah. and, uh, what led to that, um, because it definitely wasn't, um, I think what we'll need to be really careful of is trying not to sound bitter because we, we definitely wouldn't change anything because it's made us who we are and it's yeah. taught us a lot about ourselves. But um, it's definitely, it was an interesting time. Um, it was not what we wanted mm, at that point in our mm, life. Yeah. And we're very open with that, with the people in our lives. Mm. They know that it wasn't what we wanted. Mm. But yeah, that was our... Um, I think I was starting to come out of it a little bit. We'd started to, you you especially, I think had started to understand that there wasn't much you could do. You just needed to support me through it. Yeah. So this was about six months that this this was going on for like really badly. 
Mm. Um, yeah, so we've probably been solid. living together for about a year. Mm, probably probably about eight months. Because mm. this, this started not long after our first like, care trip. Yeah, but then you said it went on for six months. So by the time yeah. we're getting ready to get engaged, we've been together yeah. about a year, True. is what True. I was saying. Right, I understand. Um, because this episode's getting quite long now, I think that it kind of gives you guys a bit of an insight into the progress that it made and how our relationship was evolving leading up to getting married. Cause we did get married very young and people yeah, say that to us a lot. I was 22. You were 23. Yeah. Um, well 22 turning 23. You weren't even 23 yet. I don't no, think. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah. So oh, we no, I was, I was, you were, yeah. I'd only just turned 23 a couple months before. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was turning 23 after the wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were really young. Um, to get married and there was a lot that happened around that time so I think our next episode will be kind of just talking around some of the things that happened that led to us getting married so young um, and what other things we were doing in our life because mm. um, I think after you learnt to kind of support me through my anxiety a bit more our relationship became much more stable definitely and um, and that was that's a skill that I picked up after lots of trial and error mm. I guess is one way to say it. It's not the greatest way to say it, but it's one way to say it. Yeah. Um, just being being there for you was was the biggest thing that I learnt in in, in during throughout that time, mm. and when to do things and when to just be there. Mm. But yeah, so I I hope this wasn't too much for you guys or too heavy. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a heavy because we've because um, we've been trying to keep it fairly lighthearted, yeah. but. I think mental health isn't something you can really be too lighthearted with because no. people need to understand that it is serious and that it does affect everything in your life. Mm. Um, it's all pervasive at times. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, thank you if you've made it through this episode without getting depressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and next episode, it probably will still be a little bit heavier, but not... Um, not quite as heavy as this Not, one, not like this, yeah. yeah. So if you've made it through, thank you so much for listening in this week. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you next week. Yeah. Um, oh, story time for you guys. Mental health. Yeah. Um, Have you struggled through this? Um, and for... Those of you with struggles, um, we will include a link to some services that you can... Yeah, Lifeline and Lifeline, Beyond Blue. Beyond Blue, those yeah. sorts of things. Because um, um, it is really important to get help, guys, and because I know that not everyone is privileged enough to have such an amazing partner as Adam to help them through times like that. Um, so, yeah, there's always someone that you can talk to. And I did um, later on seek counselling through the uni... Um, yeah. and through some work counselling as well to help me. I didn't just all do self-help, and I, I do realise that that is not possible for a lot of people as well. So um, I am speaking from a, definitely a place of privilege in my journey where I was able to have someone super supportive and where I had the ability to seek some help for myself as well. So, um, yeah, always reach out, uh, and my DMs are open as well if anyone needs to talk about anything and they don't feel comfortable talking to someone close to them. Yeah. Um, Sometimes all you need is a stranger's ear. Yeah, yeah. And um, possibly, I mean, actually this week, even if there isn't much of a story, if because it's not always something people feel comfortable sharing, but um, if you've got any questions for me or Adam about our journey with mental health as well, because Adam, um, before our wedding, started to struggle with a bit of anxiety as well, which we'll talk about. Probably um, next episode, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just wear an open book as... Yeah, us uploading to the this yeah. to the internet shows like we we're, we're definitely wanting to be as open as possible 
with you guys um, because there's not enough of that in the world. And um, on that note, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the TaylorMade podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give us a thumbs up on iTunes or Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're excited to release a new episode every week now instead of fortnightly, still releasing on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Australian Standard Time. You can follow us on Instagram at TaylorMade underscore AU and on Facebook at TaylorMade Media AU. Thanks again for your support and we're looking forward to talking to you next time. Have you ever thought about the fact that water tastes better when you're thirsty or dehydrated?